Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to season two, episode one. We're stumbling through the gate. It's socks on tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I'm joined by my dudes Johnny Nani and Tony Marchese. And it feels good. It, it feels good right now that we're we're doing a socks on tap because it's been a while that we actually did a post-game socks on tap that actually meant shit. Before we get into this episode, be sure you're tuning in to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter, at SoxOnTap, at ontapsportsnet. Johnny, Tony, we're not together, but I feel like we're together in spirit. Sox lose this one, man. Kind of a heartbreaker because of what we were expecting, 10 to 5. But how are you guys doing, man? Let's get into it. Johnny, what's, what's up, dude? Yeah, Buzz, um, like you said, kind of feels like we're all together. Yeah, it felt uh, normal. I've used that word a shit ton of times on this podcast recently, but it kind of felt normal being back. Um, kind of people bantering about baseball, people bantering about what's going on on the field with the White Sox. Well, guess what? The White Sox weren't on the field when they were supposed to be uh, March 26th, so it's been a long time coming for this. Uh, as much as the result sucked, which we will get into, um, it was good to have live baseball, meaningful baseball, back in our lives. Tone? Uh, don't talk to me. <laughs> oh, God. It says don't talk to me. We're off to a rip-roaring start here on Socks on Tap Season 2, Buzz. Yeah, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll just build off the don't talk to me. Obviously, this has been something that's been uh, super awaited for a long time here. Um, you know, we've been waiting for opening day. We've been dying to talk White Sox baseball. And, uh, oh, God damn it, boys, we have it. And whether or not we like the outcome or not, it, it's here. So this is what we do at Socks on Tap. we got to talk about it. So, yeah. uh, so do we? this one, you know, <laughs> yeah, Tony, Tony's avoiding this at all we? costs, but yeah, <laughs> we actually do. We, we do. Let's get right into it. Uh, here, uh, tonight, twins defeat the White Sox 10 to five in the season opener. Um, it was a rough one early from very first pitch, uh, get go here, but I just wanted to get initial thoughts round table first here. Uh, and then we'll get into a little bit of what went down stat wise in the box score and then, uh, go to our observations, reactions, all that stuff. But just initial thoughts here, Tony from game one. Oh boy. Um, you know, I, I know Johnny prefaced this with don't get into to, to the nitty gritty here early and I'm going to try to <laughs> avoid that, but God damn, not exactly what we expected to see here. I don't think any of us that are on this show we're expecting to talk about what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, Lucas Giolito, absolutely horrendous in my opinion. I think horrendous is the the correct word uh, for that start. Um, and then, you know, the offense, I, I said it a couple times tonight uh, to you, to a few other people who were over here. Uh, the offense had to win this one. Five runs in a ball game, not bad, not bad. Uh, your pitching and defense has to pick that up. Get the job done. They didn't do it. Sox lose. Here we are talking about it. So I'll turn it over right there. We'll get more in depth later. Yeah, Buzz, go ahead. First thoughts. Yeah, I, I just didn't see that coming out of Lucas Giolito. Um, that's the only thing I could really say is, um, you know, he got rocked from the first pitch there. He let up two home runs in the first two innings there, both the Kepler. Uh, it really hurt. It uh, really hurt to watch. Um, initial thoughts also is that I don't think that Yasmani Garandal looked really great behind the plate tonight. Um, that's just another thought that I kind of picked up there along the way. Um, that's all I really got, man. I, it, it sucks because, you know, I talk a lot of shit. 
So <laughs> it just didn't feel real good. I it hits yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm doing the nervous laughter right now. I need my brothers to pick me up because I, I, I talk hey, too much not, shit for my own good. Was, I'm not here to pick you up at all tonight. <laughs> I'm, here, I'm, I'm here to tell it like it is. Yeah, yeah, well, you know what? I Fuck that. I need to pick up because I, uh, I, I finally talked a little bit. I ran my mouth, and um, here we are. I, I just obviously it's game one, right? I'm not gonna fucking flip. I'm not gonna flip here. We saw some good things too. It, it was just you know un- unfortunately the my for my initial thoughts here. I just I didn't think Giolito looked very good. I thought that Yaz had a couple uh, issues, and it really just reaffirmed and conf- actually just confirmed my opinions that I am really really sick of the White Sox having a replacement level player in their lineup constantly. And that's Nicky Delmonico here. So um, that's all I got for right now, Johnny. Yeah, I, I mean, the first thing that I mean, I think everybody's been clamoring for it. Uh, for me, obviously, everyone knows uh, Larry Garcia is my guy. Um, I need to address it up front right away for initial thoughts. Larry fucked up tonight on multiple occasions. I'm going to call him out when he did. He fucked up. He cost the White Sox multiple runs tonight. Um, that is, you know, initial thought here if you're going for me. And then uh, second of all, though, I want to back that up by saying go back and listen to episode 150 of Socks on Tap. All of us, including me, were in agreement. Nick Madrigal should be the starting second baseman from game one. So don't go and say that I was the one clamoring for him. Oh, I want my guy Lurie in the lineup. No, I said he's best when used for what he is, and that is a Swiss Army utility man role and that would be a late inning replacement say edwin actually would have gotten injured on that ball that he went down to first guess what larry garcia could probably be pinch runner there and even if you go with someone else uh from the bench after that standpoint um i mean you're you're talking about usage of players we talked about proper usage uh on that episode and um you know uh, i think that first you know, it, it was evident in the field. Uh, Larry fucked up. That's the bottom line. Um, at right. second base, and yeah. uh, it's it's rough to see. It's rough because I like him. He's my guy. But at the same time, uh, we're gonna call it like it is here at Sox on Tap. So uh, let's get into the box score um, as we embark on our first recap episode for uh, Sox on Tap this year. Um, you know, looking up and down this thing, uh, Yohan Moncada is the standout here. Excellent night for him. That massive bomb. That um, I think that was obviously the highlight of the night. He also had a double that he kind of inside-outed down the line. Um, and then he hit another single that was hit pretty hard to right field, too, as well. Uh, Timmy with a couple hits, uh, getting out of the gate hot there. Um, you had mentioned Yaz. Uh, swing had a first pitch on, like, his first at-bat. That was a little weird to me. Um, Edwin over 4 Um you know, Luis Robert first hit, though, so that, that's at least something positive there. And then you're talking about Buzz, your replacement-level guys. Uh, Nicky Delmonico, 0 for 4. Yikes. Um, anything uh, that stands out to you from White Sox box score here, Buzz? Uh, you know, I, I think it's cool um, the fact that, you know, a, a couple of our core guys had multiple hits, right? So I know that's not what we really want to hear, but, you know, silver linings. How many episodes did we name silver linings last yeah. year, you know? Uh, you, Tim Anderson comes away with two hits, Nani, uh, Tone, you know, so does Yohan Mangata. Um, Eloy and, and, and uh, Luis Robert walk away with two hits, you know? Um, it was it, That was dope. It was, it was good to see our young guys in the core 
um, make some noise. Um, now, as far as when you said, you know, like I said, the replacement level player, like Nicky Delmonico, his bat, his at bats look like shit. I don't care who you are. I know you guys watch them just as, just as much as I did. They look bad. It's bad, okay? Yeah, his foot, <clears throat> his foot bad, okay? Like drugs, bad, okay? And Nicky Delmonico at bats are usually bad because he's a quadruple A player, okay? So, <laughs> so you know, I was just really upset with those, okay? Um, and then, yeah, Yaz behind the plate didn't. Is it my fault that I put Yaz up on? I mean, come on. I, again, keep cool, Buzz. Like, it's it's the first game, but I have, like, Yaz on this pedestal. Yeah, Buzz, Buzz, I feel even shittier because he used my uh, pick to click. I know we didn't really make it publicized. We didn't have, obviously, like, show where we uh, air him out like we will at the end of this one. But he's yeah. my pick to click. Tony had just asked me if I had one, then I think he picked Timmy. Um, and I said, yeah, as for sure. I was all gung ho. And then, yeah, uh, kind of lackluster start both offensively and defensively. So I was not, um, you know, enlightened by that one, but, uh, I mean, he's still can't knock his overall, uh, demeanor, right. the, yeah. the, the profile that he is, but yeah, no, tonight uh, didn't get the job done. Right. I mean, basically, like I said, you know, that, 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 when you look at the box score and you see that, you're just kind of like, ah, God damn it. And then, you know, getting into the pitching here, Giolito, what was 17.18 ERA, right? I mean, he, he got, he got fucking touched <laughs> up tonight, man. Yeah. He got touched up tonight, you know? It was command, not, it, yeah. It, just speaking the truth here, it was not good. C- Cordero, Cordero didn't look great. You know, I mean, there's just, you know, Aaron Bummer. Bummer had a little bit. I mean, he struck out too, but he did. I think I think Bummer let up an earned run, if I'm not mistaken. Let me get this box score up. Yeah, no, he did. I, I'm going, he, yeah, he I, I wrote a bunch run, of and down. he walked one as well, which I I mean I know it happens, but it just doesn't seem typical for an Aaron Bummer to do that. But right, uh, right. Buzz, I don't mean to cut you off here, but Tony no, is ready to good. blow a fucking gasket. I'm looking at him on the couch. He is a time bomb ticking. Yeah, so Tony, Tony very ex- mad. Tony explode because I, we I, told you back the first time. So go ahead. I mean, let it all out. I, I don't even fucking know what to say here. Like, <laughs> right, you know, let's, let's let's just get this out of the way. There's a bunch of people who are going to go out right now and say, this is game one, right? Like, let, let, just right out of the gate. Yeah. This is game one. We're going to be fine. I get that. I get that. If this was opening day 2020 and we're sitting at looking at 162 game season, okay, fine. This is fine. You know, you got Luis Robert, two, two hits. You got Moncada looking like a fucking all-star. Giolito has a rough game. Everybody's going to have a rough game. But we're looking at a team right now. This team just beat the Cubs twice, lost to the Brewers. You're technically on a two-game losing streak right now. I'm, I'm looking at this <laughs> overall picture. You're on a two-game losing streak right now. And you didn't even get a chance to get in the bottom of the ninth against Come Milwaukee. On, <laughs> All right. I don't know if I'll go as far as two games. No, absolutely. No, no, Give Give us a one The game one was shitty streak. enough where it feels like two. Yes, exactly. It feels like two. Every single game in this fucking season matters times a hundred of what you'd get in a normal season. Maybe not times a hundred. I don't. I'm not going to do the math. That socks on tap exaggeration. But there is the math. There is math out there. I'm not going to do the math. Each one is like what two point seven percent of your season. Is that right? So like, let's let's look at this as a two game loss then. Yeah. For for for, more two and a half. Two and a half. It's a two and a half game losing streak that the socks are on right now. You had Yasmani Grandal, your your prized possession in the off season come in here, basically shit the bed, like Buzz wants to say. And I'm not even that – I 
watch the whole game with Johnny. Did I make a comment about about Grandal the whole time? I don't even. No, think we so. talked about him swinging at the first pitch. That one where he's usually patient, but that was about it. Right, but you've got Lucas Giolito who couldn't locate a ball for almost two innings. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Rough. He's your ace, right? Yeah, he he's your bad. He is your ace. Couldn't locate a ball against a team that we're going to see over and over and over again. This is the Twins. We are in the same division as this team. They fucking looked like they mopped the floor with the White Sox tonight. It's That's not a good look. Feels, going like, in. feels like 2019. It feels like 2019 all over again. That's exactly what I'm about to say. You've got Buzz, you're really hard on Delmonico so far. Well, I'm hard on Lure Garcia. I'm hard on Delmonico. I'm hard on a lot of these guys right now. Evan Marshall looked all right. Jace Fry looked all right. But when you get to Aaron Bummer, man, like Stack Colt wants to fucking gush <laughs> all over this guy. And I hear all the time about how Alex Calame is not a fucking great pitcher, but he gets his situational stuff done. And then people want to sit here and say, well, you know, Bummer's good in any situation. Well, look at him tonight. Fucking giving up more runs when he should be shutting shit down. I'm not going to trust that guy in a safe situation. He can't get it done here. Like, I just don't understand this team being able to beat the Cubs for two games in a row, the way they handed it to them, the way they fucking handed it to the Cubs, and then come out and shit the bed against Minnesota. And it wasn't the offense's fault. In my opinion, you score five runs in a ball game, your pitching staff should be able to to shut some stuff down. The pitching staff couldn't figure it out. Grandal wasn't really helping him all too much behind the plate for as much as we want to give Grandal credit for being the best catcher in the league. I think that's going to come. It, he yeah. he had an off night. I, I think Giolito yeah. had an off night. You couple that together, and all of a sudden you have a recipe for disaster. Here it was, just on display. Do I think this is an accurate picture of this team going forward? No, but it's still not promising to yeah. see it, multiple pieces of your team. Not not just like pieces of your team that like you don't expect to do good, like Delmonico or Lurie Garcia in a starting role. That's bad. But... <laughs> Yeah, it's bad, okay. But it's (laughs) really bad. It's really bad. You can't have Grandal and Giolito off on the same fucking night. You can't have that. That's going to... It's going to derail you. It's going to derail you. And you look at this team right now, there's so much promise. There's so many expectations with them right now. To come out and shit the bat against Minnesota, it sets a tone. You have to go out and take these next two ball games. And what I saw tonight, you're not going to do that. You're going to go one out of two or one out of three in this series. That's not how you want to start the season. It's just fucking not. And, you know, I, I could get a lot madder than I am right now, and I probably will throughout the show. <laughs> but, man, just we t- want to talk about observations. Moncada showed up tonight. I don't really know if anybody else did. I, I would argue to say that uh, Eloy Jimenez showed up tonight. As yeah, well. Eloy definitely showed so up. So did Luis Robert. I'll give yeah. I'll give those three guys I'll give those three guys a pass. The rest of the team, where the fuck are you right now? Where the fuck are you? Yeah, um, just really quick on that. Um, you know, I I said you know Larry fucked up. He did absolutely in that first inning there uh, with the missed opportunity uh, to turn a double play there. The, that stings. That stings when it's early there, and obviously the Twins capitalize on that and it breaks open is a bigger, much bigger inning uh, than it ever should have been. 
Um, that fucking sucks. But I, I think there are some observations that were made on Twitter, and I, I'll credit Sox Machine Josh for this. Um, they were playing a shift later in the game, and Larry Garcia makes a play in short right field. And it's like, well, this kind of goes back to Buzz's point where he's ramming on Delmonico. Well, Larry should probably be in right if Nomar Mazar is going to be out. And then fucking Nick Madrigal should be at second. A hundred percent. You need to give yourself the best chance to win. And I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, if we, talked about, th- we talked about this last, the last podcast we yeah. did. We talked about giving yourself the best chance best to win. Did, did the White Sox field their best nine tonight? And the answer is fucking no. Don't anybody argue at that point. They did not give themselves. Well, the you're going to give a million people to argue at that point because they're going to sit there and argue the service, service time shit. Six days. And then, and then oh, you get another control I, on Nick Magical, but what people don't understand like, is that we don't have time I, I, to fuck around here. I think at the end of the day here, when, when we're looking at this, and all passionate White Sox fans, which, you know, there, there's a big contingency of them, we all know that because of the Twitter community. Um, I, I think everybody is pretty much on board with the fuck service time bullshit. Um, I, I think everybody is ready to see Nick Magical. They're ready to see him from day one. Uh, they already see him start in every exhibition game to get his reps in, and then they already see him start at second base tonight. But obviously, uh, things go differently with the organization, and then Rick Kahn gives some blanketed statement to Vinny Duber so he can pump it out through the NBC Sports Chicago uh, nice. PR machine. <laughs> uh, that's the fucking way it goes. Fucking way she goes, boys. Fucking way she goes, boys. <laughs> I take no pride in saying this, but the Lucas Giolito off to a rough start hashtag that's a White Sox article that Johnny and I put out <laughs> is looking really fucking good right now because a 17.18 ERA, you know, like just give him one more start to fuck up. And all of a sudden we have that in reality when we talk about, you know, yeah, maybe not the everything. way that we would have not the way that it, we wanted yeah. it, but there it is. Uh, but another thing real quick, and this is like really like, you know, picking at low-hanging fruit, but Ross Detweiler tonight, one inning pitched, didn't give up anything. Hey, Socks hey. on tap was together. Ross we, Detweiler had a day. We, we know did. Ross the boss doesn't fuck around, all right? Ross was efficient. As soon as he came in, boom, first pitch, out, done. Yep. In an inning that seemed like it would never fucking end. Yeah. I just want to point, <laughs> I just want to point hey, something anything, out, too. Buzz, you uh, want to talk about silver linings. You want to talk about silver linings, Buzz? Ross Detweiler. That's hey, a while we're on this, I'm not lining. trying to paint silver linings here, but I have to shout it out because what did I say when I said under the radar arms look out for? Who did I say? Cody Hoyer. Cody Hoyer uh, came Hoyer in. Too, yes. It was a little bit of garbage time, essentially, at that point. Um, but yeah, I did like the stuff that he had. Um, he's got that swagger when, when he has that strut off the mound to the left after he strikes the guy out. Uh, 1K, uh, nothing allowed in his one inning. It was clean. Um so that, that was one. I'm not trying to do silver linings. I don't want to linger on that. But I did just want to mention that because there's been a lot of bitching already here, and rightfully so. Um, but I did want to mention Cody Hoyer there because, um, you know, it probably wouldn't have made the team. If this was a regular season, you only have a 26-man to start, I would guess. But uh, if he could prove to be an effective bullpen piece, I like that. Um, Buzz, let's hear some more from you. Um, uh, observations-wise, I know we kind of got in the box score there, but uh, feel free. Uh, you have the floor, and then we need to get into tomorrow's game. So uh, let's let you wrap it up with some observations here. Uh, just again, observations. It goes. It goes back to us not being ready. Uh, behind the plate didn't look really good, and I know that I brought this up on Twitter, and you guys were more understanding of it. I don't know if that's because we're brothers or what, but you know, I, I didn't know if I, I attributed most of the success last year to James McCann. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. 
But in a 60-game sprint, I'm not going to take away Giolito's most valuable asset, which seemed to be James McCann last year. I know I got fucked with about that. I, that's my take, and I'm still sticking to it. Yeah, He should have, he should have been behind the plate, in my mind. Also, going back to your point, Nani, um, Lurie should be in right field if Nomar Mazzara, the great Nomar Mazzara, <laughs> is not fucking playing. Yeah. Lurie should be in right field. Um and it should have been either Nick Madrigal or High. We should have signed a guy like fucking Brock Holt to be at second base until fucking Madrigal was ready. You know, a guy who's been in the major leagues, who's played second base. But we're going to trot Lurie out there, who is a Swiss Army knife, but he's going to have to hold it yeah. down and, in a fucking time where we can't. Yeah, when you're talking about the Swiss Army knife, though, I say that because you just can if you need to fill in, and that didn't oh, really and you're matter. Absolutely like right. 2016 to 2019, but now... He's, when you look at those games, though, very heavy majority in the outfield. That's where he's most comfortable, where right. he's played the most, where he has the most experience. So, yeah, it makes much more sense for him you know, to play out there. And I don't want to kill any – I I don't want to kill the team right now. It's one game, right? Like, But, again, like Tony's point is games. pointing out <laughs> is that it's very important. Every game is important here. And uh, starting the way that we did – you know, you know I believe in the juju, guys. Starting the way that we fucking started right now, the juju is looking weak. And yeah. I, I, I don't like that. I, I don't want to start off weak and lame. I want to start off fucking cool and tough. Yeah. Losing 10 to 5 on opening day is not cool and tough. No, it's not cool and tough at all, um, Buzz. But uh, I have one last observation here, uh, and then we need to keep this thing rolling. Um, one last observation is, and I don't want to rip on anyone, and I hope, you know, uh, maybe this is a meatball take of itself to some other people, but um, I think the White Sox were a little too lackadaisical in summer camp and uh, exhibition games. I know they won the first two against the Cubs, but even that last one against the Brewers. I understand having fun, and you should. You should absolutely have fun playing baseball. It is a fun game. Uh, you get to do that for a living. That's awesome. I, I agree with that, but there needs to be a level of professionalism, and I think uh, that kind of reflects the lack of uh, you know, veteran leadership on this team. I'm not calling out Jose Bray. I'm not calling out Osmani Grandal. Not calling out Dallas Keuchel here. I'm just saying it's a young group, and inexperience will be a hurdle that they have to overcome this year. So that's a final observation for me. Uh, Tony, you got one last one. I feel like you could go all night here, but give us one last one before, and then go into your meatball take because yeah, we need no, to get this thing I, rolling. I, I could definitely go all night with this one, and I had one a second ago, but it kind of it just escaped the mind, and that might be the beers. Go to the meatball uh, take. Then. You know, I could go to the meatball take. If you're not gonna fucking start Nick Madrigal at second base, like where the fuck is Chesler Cuthbert? <laughs> oh, I'm done. I'm done. Any, any episode in Kuwait, I'm done. Chesler fucking Chesler Cuthbert. We're talking about Chesler Cuthbert. We didn't, we didn't even need to fucking let this thing marinate on socks on tap. Didn't even need to give you a first series to let it fucking simmer a little bit. No, just came that, right out of the is fucking. That what we're talking about here? I love it, Buzz. I feel like we're Allen Iverson right now, Nani. We're talking about practice. We're talking about Chesler fucking Cuthbert. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding? I'm done. I'm done. Tony, go ahead. I'm fucking. I'm pissed off now. I'm ready. You know, I, I remember. I remember leaving my desk at work to to call you the day that they signed Gio Gonzalez and Chesler Cuthbert, and you were on the road, Buzz, and like you answer the phone. I'm like, I've got really, I've got something so important to tell you. And instead of saying they signed Gio Gonzalez, do you remember this, Buzz? I was like, Yeah, I was on one, 57. Like, Socks did something. And you're like, what happened? You call me. I'm like, they signed Chester Cuthbert. That's fucking bullshit. And it was si- it was silence right there. And you're like, <laughs> are you serious? 
And then I'm like, oh, and they signed Gio Gonzalez and call it an offseason. Johnny Nani right yeah, there for yeah. you. So, yeah. like, here's my thing. Here's my thing back with that. You guys are talking about how Lurie Garcia should have been playing right field instead of Nicky Delmonico. Delmonico had a great spring. And he had a great, not great, maybe an okay summer camp. Right, but Lurie Garcia has the experience over Nicky Delmonico. Seven years in the majors. Seven years. If you're not going to bring on Nick Madrigal, who is the best second baseman in the White Sox organization, like how about how about like a veteran guy that maybe yeah. has played a little bit and maybe has- <laughs> Brock Holt. I know it's a spicy meatball take, but like that, I don't even know where I'm going with this. Yeah. But like you're saying, on. maybe Chelsea. <laughs> plays if uh, Larry Garcia doesn't. Yeah, um, that's that's, I, I, that's I where think, I'm at with I it. think that's where you're going, and yeah, it's frustrating to watch that. And, and I will, all right, so I know we said we were getting observations here, and I said I was done with them, but last one here then, um, when we're talking about that, since Tony brought it up, um, absolutely rip on Larry Garcia for the uh, mistakes that cost runs, the ones that should have been caught, uh, the double play that should have been turned. Absolutely. Fucking hold them account. Hold anyone accountable who does it. If Nick Madrigal did that, I would want people reaming his ass too and not making excuses because he's a rookie. Um, I don't care who it is there. I want you doing that. But the one that I I saw a tweet come out after it, and it was something like, you know, you're fired. Fuck you, Lurie, after this one. Um, it was the one where the ball hit the lip of the infield and skipped over Lurie's head, and he jumped for it as high as he could. Couldn't get it. Uh, guess what? Nick Madrigal is so much taller, so he definitely would have gotten it. All right, that's <laughs> okay. So don't don't talk about that one because that one hit the fucking lip, and literally Steve Stone said it too. And I don't care if you agree with him all the time or not, but that was sometimes it happens in baseball. That was bad luck. That one play, but the other ones, yeah, double play should have been turned. The diving stop should have been made. Absolutely, hundred percent. I agree. Nick Madrigal probably makes those there. So feel free to rip for that one. But the one on the lip, don't fucking do that because Nick Madrigal wouldn't have caught it either. I've got one thing to say here. We are always going to tell it like it is here at Socks on Tap. I like. I love Johnny going after his guy. And I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna segue that into one thing. I was very hard on Lucas Giolito in the first two innings. I'm always going to be hard on anybody. It doesn't matter if it's Lucas Giolito, Dallas Keuchel, Michael Kopech when he's pitching again for the White Sox, whenever that may be, Gio Gonzalez, any of these starters. We're here to win ball games right now. This is not... It's time now. This is not Sox on Tap 2019. This isn't 2018 where we're in a rebuild. This is time to win. Yeah. And I think that the, the one sentiment that I want to say here is that Losses are not going to be acceptable on this show. No. They're not going to be acceptable. If you're the ace of this staff, you figure it out before you get on the mound yeah. for your first pitch. So that that's where I'm at with this. I'm going to leave it at that. I'll turn it over to Johnny. He's got the rundown. He's going to lead you into the next segment. Yep, we are. Uh, we need to keep this thing moving. Um, so we got to get on to the next game. It, it sucks. Lost 10-5 tonight. Absolutely blows. But right back at it against this Twins team. Chance for revenge tomorrow. 1.10 p.m. start from Guaranteed Rate Field in Chicago, um, where Tony Twista has joined us, and he has the weather report new to Sox on Tap this year. What's up, Johnny? How we doing, Tony? <laughs> uh, just doing not so great tonight, Johnny. I, I don't know what happened. What, what, what happened tonight, Johnny? It was an abomination. It was abomination. Hey, the weather was great though. I did I did tweet out. You did. I did you tweet did. out. 
the weather report. We didn't see we didn't see enough fireworks tonight, man. No, and I think the fans not being in the stands is probably a reason for that. But um, I was I was I was out here in Lockport. You, you and I heard some here. You so. weren't you were not in the stands tonight. No. Nobody nobody was in the stands. Nobody in the stands. Nobody Tony. Was, nobody was in the stands. I'm I'm li- I've been living under a rock. Staying away from the gambling I'm staying, debt. I'm staying away from the gambling debt. You, everybody knows I'm on witness protection. I shouldn't be talking about that right now. But hey, it doesn't matter. Tomorrow, also going to be beautiful, beautiful fucking weather for the White Sox game. 85 degrees first pitch. Dew point, 65. You got 21% cloud cover first pitch. Who do we got on the mound tomorrow? Uh, we have Dallas Keuchel for the White Sox tomorrow. Dallas Keuchel. I love that guy. One of my favorite fucking pitchers, man. If you don't know, Dallas Keuchel's my guy. 21% cloud coverage. That's going to be good for him. Wins 10 miles an hour. Visibility 10 miles. No problem. If there were fireworks, if this was a night game, you'd be able to see them all up in the sky. Beautiful game. You shouldn't see too much too much clouds in the sky. 52% humidity. There's one thing I've learned since I got to Chicago. One thing I've learned. There's two different humidities here. You got like 100% humidity, like I'm living down in fucking Florida. You know when I go down to Florida, Miami? Visit Vinny? So, yeah, visit. No, no, not Vinny. I got, yeah, I can't even talk about what I got down in Florida. But 52% humidity tomorrow, it's going to be nice. It's going to be like, you know, that, 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 that Colorado, no humidity, some heat. It's going to be nice. It's going to be a great day to be at the ballpark. Yeah, hey, Tony. Um, I wish we could be there um, out why in the crowd. You, why can't you be there? There's a global pandemic going on. I know you've been living under a rock, but that is going on. And um, you know they don't not they don't let stand. me have a cell phone while I'm in witness protection because they Makes they, they told yeah. me they told traceable. me they, they told me that I could be traceable, so I don't have a cell phone. I don't look at any news, man. I only look at the weather, and I only look at the weather by looking at the sky and figuring out what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, that's no, what I got going on. No, no anyway, colors showing up tomorrow. No, no colors, no reds, no blues, no greens, no oranges. It's going to be a great day. No rain, no rain. That's the important thing. I know when we go to the ballpark, we're looking at the radar. And we're trying to see if we got some clouds moving in, some rain, any of that type of stuff. That's not happening tomorrow. I know for a fact you can book it. Roger Bossett's going to have... The field ready to go. We're ready to play some baseball. I think it's going to be a White Sox winner tomorrow. Hey, Tony, love it. Um, I love your first prediction of the year. Great to have you on for the first time. Um, let's get into tomorrow's game uh, action. Thank you for the weather report. That will be a regular occurrence on Sox on Taps this season. Um, once again, 1.10 p.m. start time, day game tomorrow. Uh, Rich Hill was originally scheduled to start for the Minnesota Twins. But guess what? The sky is blue. And Rich Hill is scratched. So, breaking news on both fronts there. Um, Randy <laughs> Dobak will be making the start for the Minnesota Twins tomorrow against the guy that I just mentioned, Diamond Dallas Keuchel, uh, making his White Sox debut. Um, let's see. 
Uh, Dubnak was two and one with a one five nine ERA in twenty eight point one innings last year with Minnesota's uh, only season of major league experience. Um, and you know, Diamond Dallas Keuchel signed uh, midway through the season last year uh, with the Atlanta Braves. Uh, pitched pretty well for them. A great ground ball pitcher for them. Uh, he has been throughout his career. So um, th- that's going to be the matchup tomorrow. Buzz, uh, any thoughts on this game going forward? Uh, defense behind Dallas Keuchel is going to have to be great tomorrow. Um, that's it. We can't afford, you know, we cannot afford to have the little mistakes that we had. What was that? I think the defense has to be great no matter who's on the mound. Well, you're you're right by that, but it needs to be really good tomorrow with a ground ball pitcher such as, uh, you know, Dallas Keuchel. Tonight, we, you know, uh, we got rocked a little bit. We made some mistakes. Hopefully we can build on that, learn tomorrow, and, and, and be better. Um, that, that's a big key. And then hopefully jump on this inexperienced pitcher and kick his ass, you know, uh, Randy Dobnak ain't going to do shit <laughs> and we need to beat his ass. I mean, that's what needs to happen tomorrow. Uh, no mistakes, no bullshit, no excuses. Get out there, make the shit happen, hit the fucking ball and, and let's go. We, you know, we're at home and people forget, you know, this, this homestand is great. We start off against the twins, three games at home, but then we're gone for like eight straight days. Yeah. We need yep. to make it happen tomorrow. There's no excuses here. This, every game is important. We're in a fucking sprint here. We are sprinting a marathon, just like people say about me all the time. I know you two do. <laughs> you know, drink. about drinking, right? Like, oh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Well, I fucking sprint marathons, so it's time for them to sprint a fucking marathon here. Let's that's... go. Be smart. Let's get it done. I mean, that that that's the keys of the game. Our young guys look great, but everybody needs to look great for us to be a real threat not just something that's on the horizon of being good. That's where we need to be. With you. Um, all right, let, let's move in. Uh, picks, uh, you got one? I've got one here. Oh, I've, I've got I've got one here. If you want to impress the cardboard cutouts that are sitting in the stand <laughs> for the next two games, you have to show up tomorrow. That's all I've got to say. I fucking love it. Um, yeah, I, I suck in defense. It has to be good. Um, you're going to talk about how important defense is. Go and check out our guy Josh Barlog. wrote an article over at ontapsportsnet.com about how paramount defense will be for the White Sox in 2020 if they want to compete. Um, tweeted it from Sox on Tap earlier. Um, they didn't get the memo, so hopefully they fucking pick it up tomorrow. Um, all right, let's move in. Picks click first ones of the year. Obviously, we kind of made some uh, non-official ones tonight, but uh, let's see who you got tomorrow, Buzz. Who's going to get it done? Uh, my tomorrow pick to click is, is going to be Yasmani Grandal. I think that he had a really bad game today. I don't. I mean, I don't think you know he played up to what we wanted him to play up to. I think that he's a fierce competitor, and I think he's going to come out tomorrow and uh, not only behind the plate make it happen, but all. Um, but also, you know, on the plate, also batting. So um, I'm going to go Yaz tomorrow. I think he's going to have a good game. I think he's going to help carry us to a victory. Tony. Budweiser. Budweiser is the pick to click tomorrow. There you go. He's not even fucking acknowledging the team. There you go, White Sox. Um, <laughs> I, I am going with uh, Tim Anderson. Um, Tony's pick for tonight. Um, I love that he came out, uh, hits in his first two at bats tonight. Um, guy loves to spray singles. So see some more of that, uh, get on, use that speed score, obviously scored the first White Sox run of the year tonight. Um, let's see him cross the plate three, four more times tomorrow night, Tim Anderson tomorrow for me. All right. Um, getting down to the wire here, uh, shout outs. You got one buzz. 
Uh, my shout out goes to Alexis Atwater tonight because she's awesome. She checks out our shows all the time. She interacts with us on Twitter. So I'm going to go. Uh, she's a she's a shout out tonight. Just cool person. Um, good Sox fan. So I'm going to shout out Alexis tonight just because she's an underrated White Sox follow. I don't think she belongs to any professional organization. Uh, so, you know, I told her that she could be an OG Crackham crew with on tap because she's always been supportive to everything that we do on socks on tap so shout out to her and uh, hopefully the socks will bring her a victory tomorrow all right uh tony you got a shout out sean roberts oh it's his roberts. birthday yesterday. birthday boy yesterday. shout out yeah birthday boy yesterday uh talking a little bit to him uh today uh i know he wanted to be here in the uh in the garage de marchese couldn't make it he lives far away but sean you are my shout out tonight Hope you get to come down here and uh, and crack them with us at some point this year. We'll try and make that happen. If not, secondary shout out Jordan Lazowski. I was in your in your mentions during that uh, uh, terrible Lucas Giolito start today. Yeah, he got mad at you. Yeah, he, terrible. He, he, got, he got mad at you at one point. Yeah, he's still mad at me. He's still mad. He's eternally right mad yeah, at he's Tony. Eternally mad at me. Um, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get Jordan. To the garage at one point this yeah, season. Yeah, absolutely. He's close. And, He's close. And I'm, yeah. I'm gonna have Johnny like sit in between us so we don't moderate. fucking kill each other. I gotta moderate. I gotta moderate everything between both of you fuckers, uh, Jordan. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, th- that's what I do. Uh, I'm the peacemaker here. All right. Uh, my shout out goes to A Kins for texting me the White Sox lineup today in all caps as Gene Honda would read it um, before a game on opening day. Um, that was awesome. I posted the screenshot to Twitter. Uh, a lot of people seem to enjoy that. Um, I'm really glad I, I they some, performed up to the level I, of Gene Honda's I, voice. I got, yeah, well, Gene Honda was not in the building tonight. Um, I don't know what the deal is. Um, don't know why he's not uh, doing these games. That would have been a nice uh, thing to hear on the broadcast. But um, that, that is what it is. Either way, it's an opening day tradition. Akins does that for me um, every year, and it gets me riled up. And you, when you read that thing, you just can't not read it in Gene Honda's voice. So even though the outcome was not what we wanted and we're still going to be pissed off and I'll be, you know, angry drunk tonight. Um, <laughs> hey, the, the whole day leading up to it, man, this would have been March 26th. It got postponed. We kind of had our semi thing. We did our zoom tower then. Yes. Um, so it was like semi, what do we call it? Pseudo opening day was our episode mm-hmm. that day, Tony. Um, and then now was the real deal. So uh, I did feel the excitement. It was obviously different, not going to the actual ballpark, but we did recreate lot B as best we could in Tony's, uh, driveway and garage tonight. So, um, I, you know, I'm just glad baseball's back overall, but, uh, white Sox get shit together tomorrow. And that's it. That's my last thought. Buzz, uh, Tony, final thoughts before we sign off. Figured out. Figured out. Figured out. Figured out. Yeah, I'm with you on the. Fi- I'm, I'm with you on the figured out front. You have to like. Right now. You you've now faced some adversity, and I know that that's like game one. Like we're talking about this as if it's like, you know, you're down two games with three games to go. Yeah. You know, but at the same point in time, we've talked so much about how much every single game this season matters. Tomorrow's game is going to matter just as much as today's. And so is Sundays. Like, we have to make every game count. And especially against a team like the Minnesota Twins. I said this earlier. You work pitchers. You get to the bullpen. You have your big inning. You're going to win ball games. I still think this White Sox team is more than capable of being 
more than just a playoff team and an expanded playoff season. We haven't even touched on that. The fact that they've expanded the playoffs. I think this team can do really special stuff this year, but you're not going to do it the way you did it today. You have to figure it out. You have to get you have to get good pitching, good defense, and some runs scored in order to win a ball game. That sounds very simple. Doesn't take rocket appliances it, it to figure it out. Doesn't take rocket appliances <laughs> to figure that shit out. We have to be better than we were tonight in order to beat the Twins. If the Twins are going to be this good the against benchmark. our ace, we've got some work to do. Time to start doing that work. Yeah. You want to change the game? Start change, doing it now. Change the way you play the fucking game. Yes. All right, Buzz. Final thought, and then close us the fuck out. Final thought. Funny how people uh, miss Nomar Mazar already. I think that's cute and funny. Um, I also think that it's funny that people are clamoring for Nick Madrigal. Um, a lot of people that I've seen that hated him on Twitter. I mean, you know, not that we are the biggest fans ourselves, but you guys know who I'm pointing we all, out here. We all advocated for it, though, Buzz. We all did advocate for it, absolutely, but there's some guys that think he sucks so bad that now it's funny oh. to kind of see that they're back uh, calling for him. But those are my final thoughts. I really don't have much else, guys. Uh, Nani, you got anything before we uh, ride out in sunset here? Uh, no, just on the Mazzara thing, uh, since you brought that up really quick. Um, that was, I think it was more, I mean, obviously there's some guys that uh, really dig into the untapped potential thing. And that is, we'll, we'll have to see when he actually does get in the game here. But I think that was the position shuffling that had to come from that. And they were disappointed with what happened with where guys were slotted then. Uh, more than anything, I guess Nomar Mazzara would have stabilized things a little more. But at the end of the day, Lurie's probably still playing second base for you. Yeah, yeah. I would. I will. Maybe tomorrow, if we're lucky, we get uh, we get Danny Mendick at second base. Yeah, he could. He could, right yeah, could very well right be. Field. And then yeah, he could see. Uh, I mean, I don't know if Lurie's going to get the nod again, but um, yeah, he could be a right fielder option unless they go uh, Delmonico again. So yeah, we'll see how that plays out, Buzz. But um, that's that's all we've got for tonight's show. So uh, close us out as you always do. All right. Be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at SoxOnTap. Following us at Ontap Sportsnet. We'll be back tomorrow after the Sox 110 start against the Minnesota Twins. Dallas Keuchel on the mound. Hopefully the Sox pull out a W. And uh, that's all we got, man. We'll, uh, we'll see you all tomorrow. White Sox forever. White Sox forever. The Sox win that game if they sign Manny Machado. Oh, my God. Help. Help me.